Hello and welcome to D23 Inside Disney, the show that gives you a look at the latest Disney news and a peek at the people who make the magic at the Walt Disney Company. I'm D23's Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And we're your hosts who will take you Inside Disney. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, Hello friends. Hello, beautiful people. What's going on? Best time of the week. Truly. Well, I just received something very exciting in the mail. I got from Uniqlo part of the Disney Love Minnie Mouse collection by Ambush. It's this like oversized white t-shirt dress with Minnie Mouse on the front. And it is most importantly oversized, which is what I'm looking for while working from home. A little cozy comfort. Yep. After six months at home, it's got to be oversized at this point. I don't have yeah, a choice. No <laughs> zippers, no buttons. Exactly. <laughs> How about y'all? Well, I'm excited because uh, coming up Friday on Radio Disney, my interviews with um, some of the other cast members of Phineas and Ferb, the movie Candace Against the Universe, are going to be on. Obviously, you guys know the movie's going to stream uh, Friday on Disney+, Plus, but I actually got to see Dee Bradley Baker do the sound that Perry the Platypus does, like, over Zoom. Yeah. That is so cool. It was very cool. I I think I've been waiting, like, a decade to see that in person, so (laughs) Zoom made it happen for me, but I'm excited for the movie, guys. (laughs) Me too. And and in case you missed it, last week's episode, that's for those listening, we we had Dan Swampy, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, and Major Monogram all on. It was a star-packed show. Mm-hmm. So um, and on this show, today we, we've got Scott Trowbridge, who's the Portfolio Creative Executive for Walt Disney Imagineering over the Star Wars franchise. And he has got some very cool news about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And in other Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news, through this weekend, you you can enter to win D23's Magical Summer Sweepstakes. And this week's prize is a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Trading Outpost prize pack that includes the R5 unit Funko Pop, exclusive toy figures, and more. So, um, Jeffrey, are you allowed to enter that? Unfortunately not. So I'm just (laughs) going to have to go to Target. Looking for the fine print right now. Okay. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we can enter. Pretty sure. Uh, that's right Sorry. up your alley. <laughs> it's a bummer. And also, uh, this weekend, New Mutants in theaters. So check it Ooh. out. And in other movie news, there's going to be a sneak peek of Disney's Mulan at Disney's Hollywood Studios, where uh, cool. guests are going to be able to get an early glimpse of the epic adventure. So very, very cool. And of course, Mulan will be on Disney Plus starting September 4th, which I can't wait to watch. I know. Same. All right, guys, uh, we got to talk about shopping because we have some updates at Walt Disney World, starting with the brand new Lululemon is open at Disney Springs. So if for some reason you don't know what Lululemon is, this is like yoga inspired technical athletic apparel for women and men. Perfect for working at home because, you know, no zippers. (laughs) Yes, no zippers. (laughs) Yes, but the new store is 3,000 square feet. It's just around the corner. And if you guys will uh, help me with my French accent here. L'Occitane au <laughs> <laughs> Provence. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. You, guys, you can follow their Facebook page at Lululemon Orlando for more info and updates. And there's also new merch, basketball merch. We're celebrating the NBA playoffs at home with an all new merchandise collection. It's coming to shopdisney.com and Walt Disney World Resort. So you guys, 
I don't know if you're aware that we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs from Oh, yeah, ESPN. it's all the playing at our, at our house right now. <laughs> okay, good. Jeffrey, the playoffs are happening. Well, that's the thing that where you, it's a basket shaped like a ball, right? You put <laughs> like, you put your shopping in it, like a little you basket. so close. Okay. So close. Right. It's I'll, all I'll happening. It <laughs> From the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex of Walt Disney World Resort. So these all new merchandise collections have been announced in collaboration with the NBA and they're available now at Disney Springs and they are going to be available on shopdisney.com coming up August 28th. So you've got the NBA Experience Make History Collection, which is like classic Walt Disney World meets nba so hoodies mm. spirit jerseys there's a phone case this cute mini spalding basketball then you've also got the nba experience whole new game collection which is really cute there's also nba finals tanks for kids and also products celebrating some of your favorite teams like magic bands uh pins water bottles all sorts of stuff it's super cute so i'm gonna spend a lot of money on shopdisney.com coming up this weekend if you guys haven't noticed my enthusiasm (laughs) (laughs) well mystery fans this one's for you we just got a trailer for death on the nile yay so this is from five-time academy award nominee and gotta mention special guest on our show a few months ago Kenneth Branagh he's returning as the iconic detective Hercule Poirot okay so get this his vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer turns into a terrifying search for a murderer. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a picture-perfect couple's idyllic honeymoon is tragically cut short, and who better for the job than Hercule himself? So if you mm. saw Murder on the Orient Express in 2017, Loved it. so good. This is the same filmmaking team. And Kenneth is joined by an all-star cast of suspects like Annette Benning, Russell Ooh. Brand. Oh, he did it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calling it now. Don French, Jennifer Saunders, Gal Gadot. Yes. Army <laughs> Hammer. Rose Leslie, Letitia Wright, even more. I, I really can't wait for this one. Yeah. I loved, you are both far too young to know this, but they use Depeche Mode's Policy of Truth in the trailer. And <laughs> that was one of my jams back in the 80s. Um, it's, it's, I love that trailer. And I'm, I'm so excited for this movie. Yes, me too. All right, guys. So there's a brand new Disney Channel original movie coming, and it's called Spin. So I'm really excited about this one because it follows an Indian American teen who discovers her artistic side through a unique world of DJ culture and she learns she has a passion for creating mixes that blend the textures of her Indian heritage and the world around her. So this is exciting. I don't think there's ever been a decom about like a female DJ and especially not an Indian American teenage girl who is That's a awesome. DJ. So very excited mm. about this. It's supposed to start production in Toronto this fall, and it's set to premiere next year on Disney Channel. Nice, nice. Well, coming a little bit sooner to Disney Plus, The Right Stuff Yay. from our yeah, friends huh? at National Geographic. I'm so excited about this. It's uh, the incredible story of America's first astronauts based on Tom Wolfe's novel, It's going to debut with a two-episode premiere on Friday, October 9th. And I'm especially excited for two reasons. One, 
and they're both Once Upon a Time related somewhat. Colin O'Donohue, who was Hook on Once Upon a Time, is one of the stars. And mm-hmm. he is one of the nicest guys I've ever had the pleasure to interview. And it also co-stars Patrick Fischler, who played the author on Once Upon a Time, but I also went to college with him. Yeah, so very fun to see him. So very, very excited for the series to debut this fall on Disney+. Plus. Well, I've got the right stuff to end our news segment. (laughs) Oh, like what she did there. (laughs) All-star judges Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie are returning with host Ryan Seacrest for season four of American Idol on ABC. Yay! Can't wait, guys. I know we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago, but the search for the next singing sensation is underway with Idol Across America, which is virtual auditions across all 50 states. If you want to sign up, it's not too late. Go to AmericanIdol.com slash auditions. You might be the next star. Yes, then we can have you on the podcast. Yes, Yes. please. Yes, please. (laughs) And then we can make you one of five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at (laughs) D23, the official Disney fan club. For the complete details, visit D23.com. Wow, I like that little spin. Thanks. I just tried to... Mix it up a little bit. This might be my favorite Disney moment happening right now. <laughs> okay, guys, there's a grownish all nighter marathon Friday, August 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern on Freeform. So you can relive some of the show's best moments featuring never before seen footage and brand new interviews with the cast as they each revisit their favorite episodes of the series. Which, if you're not into grownish, this is your chance to get on board yeah. this weekend. Such a good show. Nice. Well, if you can't get on Flight of Passage at Walt Disney World, get on this. Avatar is going to be on (laughs) FX this Friday, August 28th. If you haven't heard of Avatar, I don't know how that's possible. But, you know, (laughs) just in case you haven't, this is from Oscar-winning director and writer James Cameron. It's the story of an ex-Marine on an alien planet and all kinds of things happen. Check it out on FX this Friday. Yay! Also on Friday, One Day at Disney, a new episode of the short form series on Disney+. Plus. This one's with Eric Baker, who's Imagineering Creative Director, and he worked a lot on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I actually got to see this episode a while ago, and it is very, very cool. His job is amazing, and so I'm not going to give anything away, but some really fun stuff, and he's a really interesting guy. Ooh, nice. Well, speaking of really interesting guys... The Incredible Dr. Pole. We've got a new episode on... What animal is pooping? I don't want to know. (laughs) Hopefully all of them. (laughs) Hopefully they're all regular. Okay, well, we've got a new episode on Saturday, August 29th on Nat Geo Wild, of course. In this episode, we get to see Dr. Pole and his team treat a hairless guinea pig and a regular pig, some pit bulls and some regular bulls, all while balancing Mango the Pomeranian's recovery from a dog attack. Hmm. So this episode, it's full of thrills, it's full of laughs, it's full of teamwork, and it's full of regular pigs and regular bulls <laughs> and not regular pigs and non-regular bulls. <laughs> I can't wait to watch. Oh, same. I don't know how to follow that up, but there is a new episode of Fancy Nancy, Sunday, August 30th, on Disney Junior, guys. Cute. There you go. 
Well, today we have with us Walt Disney Imagineering's portfolio creative executive for the Star Wars franchise, the wonderfully talented Scott Trowbridge. Welcome. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Hi, Welcome everybody. to the show, Scott. We have been so eager to get you on here to talk about all things Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And some of the very, very cool ways guests can experience Star Wars Galaxy's Edge without visiting a park. Oh, well, the excitement is mine. I love talking about these worlds that we've created. So having an opportunity to share that with fans and other interested people is always fantastic. So, so we did our a video show from the opening of Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland. We think that you were off with the Resistance and, and unfortunately missed us. But we did ask some of your coworkers, like Jeanette Lomboy, what their favorite hidden details might be that fans should be looking for in Galaxy's Edge. And now that the land has been open for a bit. Are there some things that you've been excited that people have found, things that you suggest people look for next time? Yeah, I mean, you know, a place like Galaxy's Edge wants to always feel like it's alive and like it, it is an opportunity for new adventures to break out at any second. So one of the things that, you know, to your point about what did people discover, I think when the land first opened, there were some things there. Oh, for example, in Doc Ondar's shop, there was, you know, a particular helmet and a particular pulse rifle that was there on opening day, but nobody really knew what that was or what it meant. Uh, And it wasn't until the Mandalorian launched that people all of a sudden realized what the meaning was and whose helmet that was and whose pulse rifle that was. Being able to kind of like, which, you know, spoiler alert, it's the Mandalorians. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knew that, right? And so the ability to kind of like plant these Easter eggs, I'm not sure that's, do you plant Easter eggs? I'm not sure what you do with them, but you know, plant (laughs) Easter eggs that aren't necessarily drawing attention to themselves quite yet, but will increase their kind of story importance down the road. I love the fact that we have those things and we still have some of those things. So those are probably my favorites, but those aren't ones that everybody quite knows about yet. Well, there's obviously a lot of great Star Wars merchandise out there. Jeffrey has basically annexed his condo to make room for everything. Uh So why bring the storytelling of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge beyond the berm of the Disney parks? Yeah, that's a great question. It's so great that people feel connection to Star Wars and they feel connection to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they feel a connection to the stories and to the characters and to the place. And obviously not everybody can go to the immersive theme parks every single day. That isn't the thing everybody can do every day. So the uh, the opportunity to allow people to kind of deepen their connection or at least kind of like, you know, play with that connection to the characters and to the stories. And frankly, with each other, with the rest, with other fans, th- that's fantastic. I recently got a letter from a guest who, during this particular time, when there's a lot of people who are staying at home and there's not a lot of traveling happening and kids are doing school at home. This mom basically said our family was able to go to Galaxy's Edge in early February and right before things started to kind of shut down a little bit. But since that time, her two teenage boys have been playing Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Legos, making their own play sets, making their own characters, making their own videos uh, that they've made out of their Lego versions or Minecraft versions or other versions they've made of Black Spar Outpost and Batu. So that opportunity to kind of take a piece of that experience and relive it at home and continue that kind of connection with it, or even just kind of celebrate your fandom for it at home is a great thing. I wish everyone could go to one of our Galaxy's Edge parks every day of the year, but you know, if you live in, (laughs) you know, Antarctica, that's hard. (laughs) 
I love that you you said that, Scott. When I was a kid, after I visited Disney World, there were not Lego themed Disney play sets at the time. So I used my Lego bricks and I built Main Street USA. I did it all for my imagination, but it made that connection like really deep for me. And it made going to the park the next time all the better. So I love hearing that story that Lego continues to be so tied to our parks. Yeah, in some ways, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you could kind of think of it as the ultimate playset. And whether you bring it to life with Lego, whether you bring it to life in Minecraft or in some of these other you know, places where you can kind of continue to let your imagination soar and kind of help create your own Star Wars story, that's really at the heart of what Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is all about, that opportunity for you to bring to life your Star Wars story. And it's so amazing to see people doing that through all kinds of ways today on their own. And now that we can bring a bit of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge experience out of the parks and into people's homes, we're giving them even better tools to be able to kind of bring their Star Wars story to life. Totally. How is this an extension of the physical lands and the storytelling you built with Lucasfilm? Yeah, well, from the very beginning, when we were first conceiving of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we knew that we wanted this to be a true place that fit in the kind of canonical world of Star Wars storytelling. And that means that things that happened at Galaxy's Edge are true across all of Star Wars and things that happen in the movies and in the VR experiences and in games or books. It all is true. And I think the more that it feels consistent and true, the more real it can seem. And the more real it can seem, the more real our emotional connection to it is allowed to be. So when we tell stories that take place in our immersive theme park lands, we're telling certain kinds of stories that are best told through that kind of experience. But Star Wars storytelling is so rich. There's so many ways to tell stories. There's so many stories to tell. And we've actually built Galaxy's Edge to be a place that feels like it has an endless supply of stories. But some of those stories are better told through books. And some of those stories are better told through VR experiences or, or, or games or in toys to allow you to kind of like play it out yourself. So when we first started with our partners at Lucasfilm, we set out to kind of figure out what are the best stories to tell in the park. How do we create stories that are going to kind of live through books or novels or comic books? What versions of stories do we feel are best going to play out and be experienced in in VR or in video games or through toys or other kinds of products? And we're still doing that today. We're trying to maximize what's great about each of those mediums and bringing Star Wars stories to life in those mediums in a way that is really, really geared specifically towards that medium. I love it because I, I think sometimes when we think what's outside the land of Galaxy's Edge, we think it's Frontierland or Slinky Dog Dash. Um, but <laughs> what, are, what are some of the ways that we're going to be able to experience or that we can currently experience Galaxy's Edge in our homes? That's a great question. Aside from that amazing immersive experience you can have in the parks, there is a limit to what we present to you in the parks. But through all these other mediums, we can extend the world of Galaxy's Edge and we can extend Star Wars storytelling in some really cool ways. There's some that we have already announced and there's some actually that I would be happy to share with you guys for the first time um, as, as some examples. Please. One that I'm really excited about is something we've already announced called Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which is a new VR experience created in partnership with ILMX Lab and Oculus that is going to drop you into VR and put you in 
the Black Spire outpost you know and love, but introduce you to new parts of it you've never seen before, introduce you to new parts of its history that you haven't experienced yet, and introduce you to some new, really, really fun characters that you haven't yet met. Ooh. Brought to life by some amazing talent. That is an experience that I'm very, very excited about. Some things that we haven't actually announced yet. You know, there's some parts of Star Wars storytelling that are really told well through our publishing initiatives and in books, right? Where you can really get into the head of a character and you can really kind of like lose yourself in the moment that only books can do. And we've got some really fun things coming. One of my favorite examples of that is a book called Star Wars Myths and Fables, which are basically the fairy tales, myths, and legends that have been passed down through generations in the world of Star Wars, very similar to how we pass down fairy tales from generation to generation here on Earth. Well, those same things exist in the world of Star Wars. What I'm happy to announce today is that in partnership with our friends at Target, there will be an exclusive version, a Target edition, if you will, that not only has a custom cover for this great book filled with with really fun stories, but actually has three stories that we haven't ever heard before Ooh. as part of this. Yep, only as part of this only at Target edition, which I think is going to be great. Wow! But another thing that I'm mm. actually excited about is another book that George Mann wrote called Star Wars: Dark Legends. Ooh. I know, I know. Not everything is all light and fun in the world of Star Wars, right? Yeah. So if that other book is filled with the stories that might have put Luke and Leia to bed at night, the Dark Legends book is the collection of uh, spooky tales and ghost stories that would have kept them awake at night, all set in the world of, of Star Wars and including three new never before heard stories are part of that only at Target Edition as well. So I'm very excited about those mm. coming out and those help flesh out some of the, the mythology behind not just Star Wars, but specifically behind Batu and Black Spire Outpost. Wow. Okay, well, summer is ending, which means I'm already working on my holiday wish list. So what are some of the must-have out-of-berm things that I need to add to my list? Wow, holidays already. Well, it's you know, you have no idea. Like all she Sherry has been talking about Christmas since July. Since I December 26th. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> Christmas, but I do know about Life Day, right? Which is our kind of <laughs> yeah. right. end of your festivities we celebrate in the world of Star Wars. So listen, there's so many amazing things to put on your I mean, do you have a pen handy? Because there's I can tell you some, some of my favorite things. And actually, our Only at Target collection is a great place to start exercising that list. You know, one of my favorite things to do, you know, over the holidays when it can be a little colder and you have a little bit of family time and downtime is to kind of snuggle up with maybe with one of these books. I would definitely do that. Mm. A family time favorite activity for me that I might recommend is we also have an amazing cookbook. Yep, the official Galaxy's Edge cookbook is available and it is mm. filled with recipes from the edge of the galaxy with ingredients that you can get here on Earth. Is there That's a Ronto Roaster wrap? A Ronto there, wrap? We, we need to know. There is. There's versions yes. of your favorites in there and a whole bunch of new dishes, offerings, concoctions, drinks that you haven't seen before. All that are really fun to make, really fun to do as a, as a family activity and kind of help bring, you know, that wild and wacky world of Star Wars into your own home. So another thing that I might recommend is you're hanging out with friends and family and maybe even snuggling up to a, uh, a warm fire is another only at Target offering, which is our Chewbacca hooded blanket. 
Yes. <laughs> it's warm. It's snug. It's huggable, just like Chewbacca himself. I can think of nothing better to do than just like wrap myself up in that thing. Maybe you know, make a couple of Ronto wraps or uh, some of the amazing other cocktail concoctions that you can make and uh, get out a flashlight, make a little, f- uh, a little sheet fort and kind of tell ghost stories <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like my dream. <laughs> you know, for me, another thing on my holiday list is actually spending time with family. And I am unreasonably excited about a new book that we've created called Ellie and Me. It's our first Star Wars Galaxy's Edge children's book. And it's, Yay. it's a great, yeah, I know. And it is so cute. It tells the, the story of Ellie, a creature, which is, we're going to learn is called a, a Thari, and her friend Sal Ju, who live on Batu in Black Spire Outpost. And these are two characters that we came up with when we were first conceiving the land. And we just fell in love with these characters. Mm. And this is the cutest book that I've ever seen. I'm Again, I'm unreasonably excited about it. It's a great book about growing up but not growing apart from those we love. Uh, and it's a, I feel like it's a great holiday offering. I need that. I have a two-year-old. That's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, how do you guys continue to build on Star Wars experiences for guests? I'm curious what the creative process is like between Imagineering and Lucasfilm. Well, we've had an amazing partnership from, from day one. And, you know, Lucasfilm and Imagineering have been great partners going back all the way to really to the mid eighties when George Lucas himself first teamed up with Imagineering to create that technical and creative tour de force called Captain EO before even Star Wars was brought into the Disney parks later on with Star Tours. So it's been an amazing collaboration, you know, for a very, very long time, which is probably not too surprising since both of those companies are, have a common focus of telling amazing stories in innovative ways and when necessary, inventing the tools and technologies necessary to tell those stories. And that hasn't changed. We're still collaborating in an amazing way. It's even more so now that Lucasfilm is part of the Disney family. And so for us on bringing Star Wars to life in in the parks, it truly is just one team working together on whether it is the story, whether it is design, whether it's kind of figuring out, you know, what are some great stories to tell and what characters to tell them. It really is an an amazing collaboration of just one team kind of working together. And we've been doing that since we started working on Galaxy's Edge all the way back in 2014, if you can believe that. And there's more stuff coming. The other great thing is, you know, there's plenty of new Star Wars stories to tell. One of the things that I'm excited about, and I think is a great example of telling new stories in innovative ways is our new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience. Yay. Yes. You know, whereas Galaxy's Edge is a, maybe a great way to spend a couple of hours in the world of Star Wars, our Galactic Star Cruiser is a great way to spend a couple days in the world of Star Wars aboard our glamorous Star Cruiser, the Halcyon. Mm. Yeah. Anybody ever wanted to kind of like feel what it's like to live, eat, sleep, and go on adventures in in the world of Star Wars. This is a great opportunity. I am so excited. And the first of its kind. It's the first of its kind experience that I am aware of, in this galaxy anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel kind of like, you know, Star Wars is a great story galaxy to set this in because Star Wars has always been a place to experiment with new and innovative forms of storytelling. Scott, I, I have to say that my favorite character who I have met 
at Galaxy's Edge is by Marathi. And we actually had her on our video show. She was amazing. Oh, she yes. she got us all. We all joined the the resistance. I love Vi Marathi. Talk about bringing her into the world and and using her outside of the berm. Vi Marathi, she is awesome. Now, we first actually met her in a book that Delilah Dawson, an amazing author, wrote called Phasma. And it kind of tells the story of the relationship between Phasma and this resistance spy, a spy for General Organa named Vi Marathi. Now, we may have met her for the first time in that book, but we had been thinking about her and who she is and what she represents and what she brings to life in our parks in Galaxy's Edge for years before it came out in that book. And that's just kind of the level of integration that we have in this Star Wars storytelling. You know, we first heard about Black Spire Outpost itself in the movie Solo when it was first referenced as kind of a a bit of a smuggler's hideaway. Those kinds of Easter eggs we have, you know, we've been hiding for years in the different kinds of parts of Star Wars storytelling, which is something we can do because we're so tightly integrated with all the Lucasfilm storytelling. We're able to do that, drop those little Easter eggs and then bring those stories to life later. And Vimerati is no different. Although, you know, we met her in that first book. We can we can meet her in real life in Batu in Black Spire Outpost, but we can also encounter her in new novels. In other stories, she's going to be a part of our new Galaxy of Adventures shorts that we'll be launching. I'm very, very excited about launching today. Three new animated shorts Woo-hoo. that are going to be launching today, some of which feature our intrepid spy, Vi Marathi. Yeah. What would fans who have visited Star Wars Galaxy's Edge recognize in some of these out of berm activations and products? What might be new to some of these fans? People who have been to Galaxy's Edge are gonna, you know, are gonna recognize some of the classic elements. You know, the, some of the characters you've talked about, like Vimarati or Doc Ondar or one of my favorites, Honda Onaka, her favorite space pirate, if you will. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, the places, the locations, some of the ships. I'm very excited about the new Lego version of our ITS ship, our our kind of resistance transport ship. I'm also unreasonably excited about making the the Lego version of that. I think that's very fun. The Millennium Falcon. There's lots of things that you would recognize, both classic Star Wars, but also things that are unique and special to Black Spire Outpost and the stories of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I'm really curious with some of these new products, especially the toys. Are there things that I, I'm not saying you bring them to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in person and they somehow interact, or maybe they do. Are, are there things that like, oh, I was walking in Doc Ondar's and I saw something that then is reflected in any of these cool new collectibles? So one of the great things about all of this cool stuff that you can get outside of the parks is... Not only that you can play Star Wars at home and you can kind of explore the stories and, you know, the, your relationship with, with with Star Wars and with Galaxy's Edge at home, but but actually some of these things actually are fun to bring back to the immersive experience in the parks with you. We've just recently released a Traveler's Guide to Batu, which is an actual in-story traveler's guide to the edge of the galaxy. It'd be the kind of book a, a frequent traveler who, you know, who traveled around the worlds of Star Wars, the galaxies of Star Wars, might have written this book. And it's a great way to unlock you know, new meanings and, and fun discoveries and the backstories of all the things that you can experience and discover in Galaxy's Edge, told through the, the eyes of this author who has traveled the galaxy and seen many amazing things. And We actually have some special versions of that that feel very, very at home in the world of Star Wars and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. 
Ooh. Don't leave home without it. I that. <laughs> <laughs> All of my friends know a visit to Target for me is second only to a visit to Disneyland. So <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. I've spent more time in Target over the last four months than I have in my whole life. And that's not ba- a bad thing. So after it launches on Sunday, what's it going to be like for you to go to Target and see the trading post with all of this Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge inspired merchandise and items? What's it like for you to to see this thing that was in your brain and the brains of your your partners in creating this actualized in these different ways? Oh my gosh, it's going to be super weird, but super <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Yes. So many people have worked to bring this world of Star Wars to life for, for years on these projects and have, you know, at the core of that has always been this desire to invite people to engage and to play. So it's amazing to see all this work come to fruition and that people are inspired and want to engage with these stories and with these characters in the, the worlds of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So it's amazing to, to think that all that hard work has meant something because it is resonating with people. The heart of Star Wars storytelling is this idea, um, or at least I should say at the heart of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge storytelling, is this idea about the the power of an individual to make a difference, no matter mm-hmm. where that person comes from. And I think this is true largely for most Star Wars storytelling. It doesn't matter if you're a poor farmer boy or a, you know, a scavenger girl bar- born on some remote planet. Anybody, through the choices they make, can make a difference in the universe. That's really important to the stories we tell and the experiences we offer at Galaxy's Edge. And also the, the, this idea that hope can power through the darkness. Mm. I hope that these themes resonate just beyond the specific stories we're telling and resonate into people's lives. And the more people broadly around the world we have kind of engaging in that mindset, I think that can make a huge difference. So I'm super happy that we are able to kind of take the, what's at the heart of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, these ideas about, you know, engagement, empowerment, that you you have the power to make choices, your choices matter, but your choices have consequence and take this idea and kind of like spread that more broadly and widely around the world. And it's so fantastic that our, our friends at, at Target have allowed us and helped us do that in a way that we wouldn't have been able to do if it was just limited to what we do in the parks. So I think that's super exciting. Totally. And we have to ask, because obviously we're huge fans of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but any updates coming that you can share here just amongst, you know, a couple close friends? Totally. <laughs> no one else is listening? I no, don't, just a, true. Just I don't think that's true. Yeah, small group. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's always new things we're working on. As I said before, Star Wars, you know, there's no end to Star Wars storytelling. We have lots of new stories to tell. We have lots of places to go, new characters to meet. And although today is probably not a day to make any new announcements, but I can say that there are some particular things that we're working on that I think you'll be excited about. If I can use my excitement about it as a barometer <laughs> for your excitement, I, I think there are some things to look forward to. Okay. Ooh. Well, Scott, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. We're sadly at our last question. We end every interview by asking our guests, what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh my gosh, that is a hard question. There's so many. That's like, what's your favorite (laughs) child? Well, (laughs) I think that I will give this memory and I'll explain why, because I think it kind of speaks to what we, a lot of what we've been talking about. When we were first starting to think about how do we create experiences, this is an Imagineering story, maybe not a Disney story. 
at Imagineering, we were thinking about how do we create experiences that more invite our guests to become participants and not just spectators. We ran some what we call play tests, some kind of experiments in the park. And this goes back seven, maybe even eight years now when we were trying to kind of figure out what's the right way to do this. And I remember recruiting a family at the Magic Kingdom in Florida and asking them if they wanted to participate in this kind of immersive experience thing that we were kind of cooking up, a little experiment. You know, all they had to do is go about their day as they normally would and just let us watch them and maybe ask them some questions. And and if they were participating, we might even have a little bit of extra magic kind of spring up in and around them and just see how they reacted. And so this family was a mom and a dad and two teenage boys. They were like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. And and the mom's reaction was, I don't know. Am, am I going to have to wear a hat? <laughs> that, that was like her line that she drew. It was like, am I going to have to wear a hat? And so we said, no, 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 only if you want to. This is completely, you know, this is your vacation. You get to do whatever you want. There's, you know, there's never an obligation to do anything. They're like, all right, let's do it. Sounds fun. So we kind of ended up putting them in the middle of this pirate adventure. That was what we chose to use for this experiment, because mostly because we we had all the great costumes and props around us. And so we mm. kind of built a little pirate adventure for them. And at the end of this day, that mom was the one with the eye patch and the one with the sword <laughs> up against the neck of the bad guy and was t- speaking like a pirate and had like grime all over her face. And and she was the one who was fully into the experience. Wow. And Did she even have the pirate hat? She held for sure the pirate hat. She was like, all, all decked out. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, we were like, hey, can we let's talk? We kind of did a little debrief. And what I remember, and I think this is what makes it my favorite Disney memory. In fact, I get choked up when I talk about it. For that family, for those two teenage boys, what they said was what made that their favorite Disney day was they had never seen their mom play like that before. Oh, wow. And that's what Disney can do, right? It gives Mm -hmm. permission. It makes it safe for you to spend time with your friends and family and kind of exercise that imagination and play together in a way that is, you know, unlike anything you can do anywhere else. And so that family's experience and the same kind of experiences that we try to bring to life for millions of families and, and groups of friends around the world that's my favorite Disney memory is, is making those Disney memories for all of those guests. I love that. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here and maybe, you know, watch out for Jeffrey this Sunday at target. Cause we know <laughs> he's going to be there with his two shopping carts. <laughs> I'll be there as well. Well, don't forget that is also all available on the target app and also target.com. So if you don't feel like standing in line, you've got lots of ways to kind of, Get your hand on all this great new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge stuff that is inspired by all the stories and the worlds and characters of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Well, Jeffrey, if you find out you run out of room in your apartment, I've got room over here, so I can always display your stuff. So nice of you to volunteer, Sherry. Thank you. (laughs) Anytime. Um, Okay, guys, I got to go get in line at Target, and I will talk to (laughs) y'all later. So um, great. Sounds perfect. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use the hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.